Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Short Tales, a series of short stories written and read by me, Damien Robb. We'll get to this episode's story shortly, but first, I want you to remember being a child again feeling a mix of wonder and timidity, feeling left out of adult conversations and wanting to be let in, feeling the potential of the summer, or even just a single day, feeling that magic was real and waiting for you somewhere, but that also so was its more sinister cousin, the supernatural, feeling that one day everything's going to change, and then it does. Okay, you ready? Good. This episode's story is entitled Mustics. The attic smelt like mustics. Golden shafts of light pierced the room, breaking in through the disfigured timber. A creak sounded under Elisa's foot as she braved the first step, while the rest of us watched from the splintery stairway. Everywhere there were dust motes and spiderwebs, and that smell, warm and sweet and floral, of mustics. The old car rumbled like it was angry at the road. The cracked leather upholstery pinched at my skin as I bounced on the back seat, the padding beneath it old and thin. The air inside the car was cold and smelt of diesel. It was causing a headache to grow somewhere above and behind my eyes as I looked out the window at the trees whipping by. We were arriving, Grandma and I. We needed a change, she'd said. She pulled up in front of the general store and I stepped out into air that was fresh and clean and crisp. Across the road from me stood a girl... Elise. She gave me a smile that was the skin of a ripe peach, soft and slightly flushed. A smaller, more uncertain one crept onto my own face. A caterpillar, not ready to be a butterfly. I'd wonder later about that gentle meeting and if we'd arrived five minutes earlier or later, if things would have worked out differently. Ripples skimmed over the surface of the reservoir, creating a temporary circular maze. Rhea threw another stone and a new maze appeared alongside the first. It expanded out until it disappeared. I looked down into the water. The distance seemed to stretch before me until I was impossibly high. Summer was coming, and with it, Elisa's latest feat. I'd seen her glow here last year. She'd made the distance between the lookout and the reservoir seem like nothing at all. It had been a kind of magic I wanted to understand but couldn't. Another stone hit its surface. Another impossible maze. My grandma didn't believe in the supernatural. That's what she told me. We were in the kitchen. It was a warm afternoon and there was water on the stove mere moments away from boiling. 
She was peeling potatoes as she responded to my news of the day, that a girl from school was going to enter a haunted house. I asked her why she went to church every week then. I'd asked the question honestly, not seeing a difference between ghosts and spirits, holy or otherwise. She glowered at me and snapped out a question. Was I being willful or stupid? I looked at my feet, dirty and bare, and as the water began to boil, I replied, Stupid. Elise had freckles, a clump of them running over her nose to meet her cheeks, like a constant band-aid. The trees whipped at me, their leaves fine and sharp. Broken needles crunched beneath my feet. I ran with a mind full of white, foggy panic. I hadn't been the only one to run, but I had been the first. I hovered at the back of the crowd as Elise made her proclamation. She stood above us on the pitted statue of a forgotten soldier, making it seem as though it was for her and for this moment that it had been erected. She would enter the house past the pines. She would go alone, but if anyone wanted to go with her, they were more than welcome. Voices mumbled, some called out. Rhea was the loudest. How would we know if she really went if no one else went with her? You won't, Elise replied. Her band-aid of freckles smiled as her mouth did the same. The car bumps as I drive back into town. I feel old. I am old. But the town looks older. Its population has dwindled and its small centre now houses mostly empty storefronts. The few still open and alive look all the more grotesque for the corpses beside them. I slow to take it all in. The statue of the forgotten soldier has had both arms torn away and spray-painted across its chest are the words, Only ghosts live here. The bell tingled as I opened the door of the general store. Onions, tomatoes and broad beans. I repeated the short list in my head as I headed to the produce section. Onions, tomatoes and broad beans. I collected what I needed and went to the counter. Margaret's lips peeled back to reveal the endearing gap in her teeth as she greeted me with a smile. My only adult friend. Is it a soup she's making then? She asked. Onions, tomatoes and broad beans. I nodded. Then my thoughts for the past week popped out of my mouth as a question. Do you know anything about ghosts? Margaret knew lots of things about lots of things. Well, I know how they smell, she said. How? I asked. Sweet, she told me. Like mustics. Most days, Marianne Walker was a calm, warm presence. That day, she'd been peeled away like an onion until only the raw heart of her remained. Her voice broke like my grandma's porcelain vase as she asked, Where was her daughter? I looked at the faded carpet, not seeing the threads or colours or patterns. Rhea rose to her feet beside me. Hysterical tears ran down her cheeks as she screamed the only honest answer any of us had. We didn't know. I stand in my grandma's kitchen. Except it's not hers anymore. It's barely a kitchen. There are no peeled potatoes, no boiling water. The house has been abandoned and the quiet feels loud. The only spirits present, holy or otherwise, are me and my memories, and even they feel thin. I wait for some feeling, some level of nostalgia to rise in me. It doesn't. I leave the house to its emptiness. There's one more place I have to go. The area's local paper ran the story for weeks. It started on the front page, but as time passed, made its way inside, inching further toward the back. The details were thin, but it didn't stop them from rewriting and repeating the few facts they had. 
It was the biggest news the town had ever seen. They waited until the third day to print Elisa's name. I couldn't see her smile, but I knew it was there. That summer's big feat, a year before houses and attics and mustics, was to jump from the lookout into the glistening reservoir below. The afternoon sun made her glow. I squinted against it. Elise gave a joyous shout and leapt, and as I watched her break into the sky like she was returning to it, I felt a combination of envy and dread and excitement. A complicated braid that left my stomach in knots. She flew into the water, smiling the whole way, then resurfaced, laughter peeling, somehow still containing the afternoon's glow. Her empty coffin was made of pine. I walk through the woods. I smell pine. Not mustics. Not yet. The needles have the same crunch as when I fled through here all those summers ago. The sun is lowering. Margaret, her store now as closed and empty as Elisa's coffin, told me evening was the best time to see them. When the light stretches over the land. Golden hour. I crest a small rise and the trees part before me, welcoming. And I see the house. It's bathed in a haunting golden light. I've timed it perfectly. Rhea was going with her, as was Michaela and the Oates twins. They talked about it excitedly as ice cream dripped down their fingers. As though it was an adventure story they were partaking in, and not a horror. Fear gripped me from two sides. Be left out, or go with them. It pressed, squeezing my lungs and heart and ribs. I barely recognised my own voice when it spoke, declaring in a sound just beyond a whisper that I'd go too. We were going, Grandma and I. Her old car was rumbling, warming up against the frost of the morning, filling the cold air with the smell of diesel. She said it wasn't because of what happened, but it was. The town wasn't right anymore. It was spoiling. Five months and already it was bruising like an old peach. We weren't the only ones to leave, but we were the first. The stairs are still splintery, the timber still disfigured. I stand at the top of the stairs on the edge of the attic and the air is still and scentless. It's only when my eyes start to burn that I realise I'm crying. I don't know why. If it's for Elise, who lived, or me, who didn't. I step forward, a small, brave step, and a creak sounds from under my foot. Then she's there, eleven years old with a band-aid of freckles over her nose, smiling. And still she glows. That's when I smell it. Warm and sweet and floral. Mustics. Thanks for listening to this month's short tale. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, to finish this episode off, I've recorded some afterthoughts, which detail where the idea for this story came from and any challenges I faced while writing it. If that feels too self-indulgent for your tastes, Fair enough. But if that sounds like your kind of thing, then listen on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I haven't read much of Joyce Carol Oates, but this story was directly influenced by one of hers. In truth, it's the only piece of her writing that I have read, entitled Heat. I was doing a masterclass, one of those online courses run by experts and celebrities that are, let's face it, quite pricey. But education is something I think most of us should be happy to spend on. If not money, then time. Time truly being the more finite and valuable resource anyway. I say this because I am still very much a student. I have a bachelor's degree and have completed a master's degree in screenwriting and currently teach screenwriting at RMIT. And I can comfortably say that while further education can and will teach you plenty, it's also not enough. It's a matter of perspective. I learned more during my time at university on the topics that I studied than I ever had. I walked in with little knowledge and walked away with more than my brain could comfortably hold. But what I walked away with was still a drop in the ocean to what more there was to learn. Learning that has to be done by reinforcement and practice and trying and failing and analysis and relearning so many of the things I'd already learnt. That learning will take a lifetime and still there'll be more to learn. It's one of the things I love about writing, that there is always more to learn, always ways to improve. Because learning is fun, especially when it's something you're passionate about, and especially when you already have a foundation to build on. What's more, we live in the information age, which means we have access to an endless amount of resources for learning literally at the ends of our fingertips. And what's more, it is so surprisingly easy to connect with and learn directly from those we look up to. Essays and videos and articles and blogs and Twitter and newsletters and, of course, masterclasses. Which brings us back to Joyce Carol Oates. While I hadn't read her work before, I knew she was a writer and a successful one at that. Knew that I was a student, as I always will be, and one who wanted to get better at short stories. And wouldn't you know it, her masterclass was all about short stories. So, sign me up. Halfway through the course was a lesson on structure and form. And during it, she read from her short story, Heat which was also available to read online, and which I've included in the show notes. And so I did. It only took a few paragraphs for it to inspire me, for me to want to mimic what I was reading, to take the ideas and the structure, but twist it and turn it to make it more my story. She also had such rich, poignant language, and it was that too that I wanted to mimic. And so before I'd even finished reading the story, I'd opened up a document of my own and started writing the first paragraph of Mustix, and then the next, and the next. The non-linear structure meant that I really wrote it one paragraph at a time, putting in more time and thought into those individual paragraphs than I would for a regular story, ensuring that each paragraph was telling a story of its own, each a tiny fragment of microfiction, all combining to tell a greater collective story. 
It forced me to work harder with my word choice, to create atmosphere and look for moments of poetry. Out of all my stories, I think it's the one that most deserves to be read aloud, and just quietly, it's also one of my favourites. And it wouldn't exist if I didn't look for ways to keep learning and to try something new. All right, those are all my thoughts. But if you have any that you'd like to share, please do. You can write to me at shorttales.podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at Midday Pajamas. Also, while this podcast will always be free, if you'd like to throw a few extra dollars my way, you can do so by visiting co-fi.com forward slash Damien Robb. Or you can find all the appropriate links in the episode show notes. Until next time, this has been Short Tales, and I've been Damien Robb. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.